0: Hi, it's Andrea and Marianne, the Sister Tipsters. We're two moms, wives, and sisters juggling work, kids, and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. Today is a very exciting day. We have a very special guest here and actually sitting right next to me, which is also very exciting, but my college roommate, Liz. Who I know very well, but I think after this, maybe everybody else will know her pretty well, too. So, Liz, can you tell everybody a little bit about who you are? And then maybe I'll already tip everyone off that um, something that Liz is doing right now is what we want to talk about. But she'll give a little background of who she is, and we'll go from there.
1: Oh, a little teaser. Yeah, I'm Liz, and um, I've done a whole lot of different things in my adult life. I'm currently a professional writer. I'm also in grad school um and the reason I'm here drum roll is I do homeschool my children so I'm kind of doing three things all at once um and in a former life I wasn't a professional actress and so I have a whole lot of different kind of kind of uh hats that I've worn
0: yes and that makes it exciting because you know she's another one of us just somebody who's juggling a million things right Marianne
2: (laughs) yes yeah we're saying those tips just to keep us afloat she's She's keeping everything afloat, all those buckets going. Um, Yeah, so perfect, just like us. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're
0: doing a good job. And so the homeschooling thing is very interesting. I feel like in my experience, I had like heard about homeschooling. I've had patients that did homeschooling like years ago, and so I knew little bits of it. I knew that you could do it on your own, and I think I understood that there's like networks of homeschoolers, but I think that homeschooling is something, um, especially more recently, that people hear a little bit more about, so it's maybe not such a foreign concept. But um, I guess we want to know today a little bit about homeschooling for you and, and what what kind of led you to homeschooling your children?
1: Yeah, you know, so that's an interesting question. I've thought about that a lot recently. Um, I, I think I have to say it in a certain order. So my daughter, I have two children. Um, they're five years apart. And when my daughter was, you know, three, four, five, she, I put her in preschool for two days a week and then in pre-K for, you know, just the afternoons and then in kindergarten all day. and. Uh, And it was just never working. And I thought, well, surely at some point she'll stop crying. I mean, it sounds awful now. I actually feel bad. You know, it sounds awful. Like, I just went, well, of course she'll stop crying. She'll, you know, everyone goes to school. I went to public school. You both went to public. Like, you go to school. That's what you do. I didn't really have a framework for what is homeschooling and and how could I do that? How could I implement that? Um, And so I just thought things would shift. And then she was in kindergarten in the 2019-2020 year. And as we all know, March rolled around and (laughs) boom, everyone was out of school. So it just kind of shifted for me. All of a sudden, so many people were home with their kids. So much was changing. I had a baby. I thought there's no way I could homeschool this child. And by the way, she had asked me to homeschool her before. So now I'm convinced that my daughter created the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Because she wanted to be homeschooled. And like all of a sudden, there she was. So, um. So unlike, I think some people sent their kids back that fall, you know, in whatever capacity, vir- virtual or, or in person. Um, and for her, we just went like full force into actual homeschooling, right? So we, I got curriculum and tried different things and all of that. But I think there are the COVID homeschoolers. But I kind of like to tell the story that way because I think... I was always someone whose child wanted to be homeschooled and really needed to be homeschooled, and I kind of wasn't honoring that, and I wasn't really ready to to jump in. And then when the world changed, I went, okay, I think I can do this now. Other people are doing it. And also, to be honest, I thought it was really fringe until I realized, no, there's there are communities out there, and every state in the country. Um, you know, there are places in the world where it's not done, but in the states, Absolutely, You can find a community of homeschoolers and certainly online. You know, there are just Facebook groups and whatever. You can find people who are doing it and you can get a lot of support.
0: And maybe I can just sell you out for a minute, too, because I feel like as much as you're like, oh, I didn't think that I would do this and she kind of forced you into it. Also, you're a little bit of like a nerd with the curriculum part, yeah, I feel like. True. And that's yep. something that I think probably intrigued you, too. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Like that drew you in and you were like, oh, hmm, I might want to research all the curriculum. I might want to write some curriculum. I wa- yep. might want to make this all happen.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I know you two have admitted to being nerds, and I wholeheartedly <laughs> I embrace <it>. both. <laughs> You're both very nerdy, and so am I. And I think that makes it fun. You know, it's like, yes, I've had other, obviously I've had other brain challenges, and I've been working and all of that. You know, I'm in school myself, so it, it's not like I don't have any creative outlets. But this is just another way of being creative. And as a parent, you know, I think so often um, that, that has a lot of value for our kids to see hey, I'm doing something really cool for you. You know, I'm creating opportunities for you. And so I, I do think that matters too. Um, for both of them, both my children, even the little one who's not technically school age yet, but for them to see like, hey, we try, this is how we learn. It's not just about, you know, you have to go to a certain place to learn. You can learn all the time and doing all sorts of different things.
0: Let's Let's get into the nitty gritty of it. What does a normal homeschooling day look like for you?
1: So that's a funny question. I think if you asked a group of homeschoolers or if there were a Group of homeschoolers listening, they would laugh at that because <laughs> a homeschooling day is so different from a you know, and I would say public school, but it's true of private school, any any kind of school setting, parochial, where your kids are not at home with you. You know, there is more structure. One thing I like to say about homeschooling, and I'm not creating this, you know, from whole cloth. This is a thing that you hear, but. Um, Oftentimes, the best thing for for school at home, or sorry, not school at home, is to not make it feel like school, right? So rather than it being about a schedule, it's more about a routine. So instead of thinking, okay, if, if you're in a brick and mortar school, you get there at a certain time, you always know you're going to start with whatever morning meeting, whatever it might be, you know, and then go about your day in a certain way. Reading is at this time, math is at that time, gym is at that time. I think for homeschoolers, it's really more about creating a routine, and that routine is going to be different for different families. So I I think I sound like I'm. School- the question and not really <laughs> answering it. But every day is a little bit different. And I think, you know, so I'll give an example for us. There are so many different types of homeschooling. I won't get deep into it, but if you are curious about any, Charlotte Mason homeschoolers follow this kind of particular idea. Charlotte Mason was a 19th century educator and she was all about living books. So everything is coming from that, coming from nature being outside. Um, Montessori, which many people have heard of, Waldorf, those are ways of schooling at home as well as, you know, as yeah. um, schools, uh, brick and mortar schools. Um, there's also classical homeschoolers. They really focus on like Greek and Latin. And I'm very much glossy over this and I'm not an expert, but um, eclectic would be a mix of all sorts of things. I mean, we're sort of an eclectic family, but if anything, we're almost bordering now on unschooling, which is the longer I've been doing it. And it's now we're just finished our third full year, not counting that kind of COVID time. Um, But The deeper I get into it, the more I think we're kind of an unschooling family. And the idea behind unschooling is you're really following your child's lead. So that's why I'm skirting this, like, what does a typical day look like? Well, some days, my kids actually often play really well together. They're siblings, so they squabble, of course. But (laughs) they play really nicely together. So there are some days when, like, we get up and it's maybe a slow morning and we don't have anything planned, and they just, one of them goes, hey, let's go upstairs and build a fort. And then they do that for, like, hours well, am I going to interrupt that? <laughs> no, you know, I mean, if it were a Saturday, you probably wouldn't interrupt that unless you had somewhere to be, right? And homeschooling generally is so much slower. You know, we don't necessarily have those places we have to go. So it allows that time. And that's a Montessori thing too. I mean, again, I'm not pulling from other people's ideas. Like I'm not um, an expert in that. But there are these kind of views of, of education, and one of which is, let them have the time to play and also don't interrupt them when they're building a world for themselves because it, play is a child's work, you know? So so for them, I think th- some days that would be a thing that they do all morning. And what does that teach them? Well, you know, my daughter recently, like we moved and so we had all these cardboard boxes and she's cutting out holes in the boxes and she's using an exacto knife and she's, you know, <laughs> right? And she's taping it together. And so there's a lot of lessons in there that are not necessarily something you would have an opportunity to do, you know, in a typical school day. Um, and it's not math, it's not science, it's just more kind of practical hands on stuff. So again, that's just a very minor thing. But structure wise or schedule wise, we tend to school at night, we do our more academic stuff in the evenings. Because I'm a morning person, but my kids kind of aren't. They'd rather start out slow. They do a lot of playing. You know, my son, I'll take him to the library and go to story time. I have work to do, so oftentimes I'll be working in the morning while they're playing. And then it won't be until evening that, you know, we'll settle down. And he, it's funny, the younger one loves, like, a workbook. So he'll just sit down with, like, a (laughs) workbook, you know, and I'm which is great. And my older one is not so much of a workbook person. She's much more hands-on. So we might do a project or... Uh, we do a ton of reading together, but it's very, very different from day to day. So again, I'm not really answering your question, but I think that's part of what's cool about homeschooling is that you can really change what you're doing all the time.
0: Yeah, that is definitely appealing. I always feel like when my kids have like a day off from school, a lot of people are like, oh, you got the kids home. And I'm like, no, no, we're free. We're free. Yeah. So now you're making me feel like you get to be free all the time. Yeah, it is. It That's
1: that part you know that is nice about it and i don't and i like i said i went to public school i do not have any i don't hold any grudges against public school i don't think public schoolers are doing anything wrong i just think in my case i had a child who really has taught me that that school wasn't working for her and continues to say i don't want to go back to school even though it's always open and you'll hear a lot of homeschoolers say, we reassess every year. Because, you know, there are some people who are adamant about wanting to be at home or have their kids in, in a brick and mortar school. But in in our case, it's like, what what's working? Is it working? Okay, then we can keep doing it. If it's not working, then we have to make a change. And sometimes that change is very drastic. You have to go back to school. But, but in our case, oftentimes it's, okay, the math curriculum we've been working on, nobody likes it. (laughs) Or I like it, but she doesn't. Or, you know, she likes it, but I can't teach it. I can't figure it out. So then we have to make smaller changes. Um, And sometimes it's like, gosh, we're just butting heads all the time. But that's also parenting. I mean, that happens in parenting, right? Even if you're not a homeschool parent, you might find that there are times when the kids are arguing or you can't seem to get along or something. And so then you go, How do we shift this? How do we change this day? And I think for me, one of the magic things of homeschooling is you can just decide today we're going to just read books. You know, we're going to read books and then we're going to go get ice cream. And you can do that in the same way that I think some parents would keep a kid home for what you'd call a mental health day. You can have a mental health day in homeschool too.
2: Yeah, that's such a good point. And I just um I'm like laughing because I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking back to like kind of when you were starting and figuring this out. And it was I had we had decided to keep our kids home virtual. Like we had um they had been, you know, out with everything with COVID and then kept them home the following year because in talking to Andrea and talking to you, Liz, like it you were going through some of this stuff. And one of the things I loved about kind of the the virtual schooling was just going with the flow with the kids. And I have one who's very much school-based, like she loves going to school. She wants to be in a school setting. She actually was like bummed that it was going to be summertime. And then I have other kids who are like, we don't want to be there. And it was, it kind of gave us a time to shift as a family and say, okay, we're going to go on your schedule and we're going to just, you know, not on the oldest, we're going to go with the younger ones who don't really want to be in a school setting. And we kind of treated and it was hard. I'm not creative. And I, and I know you mentioned that before, you are very creative. And so sometimes I would, you know, look to you and look to Andrea to say like, okay, where can I think outside the box here? But I mean, we did like, we did baking and we did, um, you know, we kind of just would quiz the kids at various times in what we were doing. Of just playing in the bath, like filling cups of water, doing the math of the water or volume versus, you know, various things like that, and just kind of learning through life versus sitting down in a school setting. And it was so fun to do that. And then as you're saying, like letting the kids play. And there are moments where I think like, should I homeschool, which I don't think it's for me, but we really did enjoy that. I say virtual because it was really led by the school. I didn't do the whole homeschooling thing, but we did a lot of learning at home and it was so fun to go on their schedule. And there were a lot of days, like you said, where we didn't learn until like dinner time. And and I was like, the kids got up and they were in the mood where they just wanted to be active and they wanted to play. And I was like, well, cool, we've got all day. And if it doesn't work today, we've got tomorrow. And, you know, Saturday and Sunday were part of it too. Like they could be days that we learned and we just fit it in, in the middle. And it was um, kind of fun. So, so I know those were some of my like favorite things about having the kids home and doing kind of this, our own version of the homeschooling. But what if you had to just kind of look at the whole thing, and I know you've said some of it, but like, what are your top pros that you would put out for somebody else to say, this is why homeschooling might be a good thing for you or for your kids.
1: Yeah, well, I also love to hear you say that, Marianne. Like, I just think this, I think that COVID did shift things for a lot of people. And even just taking that pause and a step back during that time. And not to say the pandemic was great. Obviously it wasn't. And, you know, there there were obviously, you know, I'm not trying to say it was all rosy, but I do think it taught some people, you know, that we can maybe shift a little bit in in our our priorities, you know? So I I really love hearing you say that. And and that is a huge pro what you're what you're just saying you know that baking counts learning that learning that baking counts learning that you know um, my the interests of my children matter, that, you know, that I can sit with a four-year-old who's interested in trucks and talk to him about, you know, okay, well, if we build this thing and then the truck goes down and how fast is it going to go? And, you know, and just kind of introducing concepts that are later going to become important. It's physics, you know, but he's only four. Do you call it physics? Well, I never really thought in those terms until I was homeschooling. and And I think, you know, a pro for my older child, again, it's her interest too. She's really interested in being a vet, you know, and that may change, but at the moment she, that's what she wants to do. So you can find so many cool resources that are tailored to that child. So that's a huge pro. And I think for a child who maybe doesn't fit so well into the traditional kind of school structure, it's, I think it must just be a breath of fresh air. And I don't know I don't know for any of the three of us. I can't say, would we have been happier in that environment? I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. I don't know if things would have been better for us or worse. It's possible for a kid, like you said, Marianne, you know, if you have a child who loves school, that's going to be hard to be home because you don't get to see your friends. So, like, you know, that could be challenging. But the big pro to me is someone who doesn't tick all those boxes of being in a public school or private school, things aren't working. It's just they get to, like, learn in their own way and on their own time i think a huge pro for me um is also the amount of time we spend outside and I don't know if that necessarily started around when we were homeschooling, but I made a point of it. Because when your kids are in school, you kind of know they have this X, Y, Z amount of recess. Maybe they have more than one recess, but you know that's built into their day. It's usually not that much time in, (laughs) in this country, you know? Whereas if you go look at the way things are done in, I don't know, the Scandinavian countries, they go outside for like 15 minutes every hour or something. You know, they have these just massive amounts of, parts of the day when they get free play. And so that combination of being outside and having free play, I think is so important. And it's messy play. It's risk. Not. I mean, I don't do, hey, climb that tree as high as you can kind of play, but, you know, but hey, let's, can we build a tree house? Can we make a tree fort? Can we, you know, can we go find stuff and can we grow a garden? Can we, can we just find ways of being outside Sometimes it's all day when it's nice out. And especially in the you know warmer months, spring, fall, not like when it's a million degrees, but we might be outside for eight or nine hours a day. Because also, I can take any kind of academic kind of work, I can take it outside. And kids are more inspired, I would say, or at least mine are to do those things <clears throat> when we're sitting outside. So I've, in the past, I've made lunch while they're playing. I would go inside, take a break, make lunch, bring it outside, and they would eat lunch on, like, a play structure, and then we, they'd go back to what they're doing. I'd get some work done. You know, it's like everyone thrives because that energy of being outside is, I think, so, so valuable. I mean, there are other pros, but I think those, are the, those I would say, would be the biggest ones is just, like, child-led, really child-focused, you know, individualized, and... And this, like, outside time. And some people maybe don't care about that. But I just think, and I know you two both agree, <laughs> it's such a huge part of um, a child's, like, one way of navigating the world, right?
0: Absolutely. And wellness. I mean, just teaching yeah. them wellness of being active and engaging with the earth. I mean, we've talked about that before. We've talked about being barefoot out there and and how that you know, ties us to the earth and and how that's a positive thing. And we've talked about exercise and moving in different directions and you can engage all of those senses and all of those skills throughout the day, which is, gosh, I mean, when you describe it like this, I feel like I'm jipping my kids. It, it feels like, no, I mean, really, like what a gift that is, what a gift it could be to give your children to focus on what they need, when they need it, um, and and to really give them that kind of twist on how I mean we all would be healthier if we were out moving around and playing mm. and doing more but but I think that even with some of my kids that like you know one in particular when when he has his struggles with school and doing the stuff I think well it's cuz it's not geared towards him it's mm-hmm. because he's not doing what he wants to be doing and gosh all we want is is for our kids to thrive and and to be successful and that's really pretty amazing when you think about it from that um, standpoint of, of how you really can do it with homeschooling.
2: Yeah, it is cool. I actually just had this conversation with my kids today of saying um, – you know that they didn't one doesn't want to do like summer swim team and i was like these are all the reasons we're doing summer swim team like it is for the social aspect it is to get yourself outside doing an activity in the water in the sun playing with kids your own age and i was like and you get endless recess basically cuz she's the one that's always complaining that school doesn't have enough recess and i agree with her it does not have enough and she is an active Kid, like she needs to move all the time, and it is. I can see it in her attitude when she comes home from school and just knowing she's been sitting for all those hours, and then to come home, she just wants to be outside and moving and doing all this stuff. And so, I explained to her, like, this is your chance. Like, you are doing so many of the things you do in school, you are learning to use your body, you're exercising, you're doing gym class, you're socializing with all of these kids your age, you're all doing the same activity together. But I was like, it's endless recess. You're outside. You're all like getting fresh air. You're, you know, it's guided by you, what you want to do, when you want to do it, and just explaining that to her. Um, but I think like you kind of mentioned it, Liz and Andrea, like it's it's also guiding by your kids. Like so Liz, your daughter wanted to to do the homeschooling part. And I said, like, I know one of mine does not. And so you know, I I don't have a whole lot of guilt about not homeschooling, but I take so much of what you say and apply it to when they're not at school to kind of hit both of my kids. Because for me, and I think for our family, we look at it as like, we just need for our own sanity, like all the kids kind of on a similar schedule. And so we've at this point, and we reassess it all the time, just like you said, we at this point, like they're all in traditional public school couple of years ago, like I said, we decided we're taking a break and we're doing the virtual thing. We traveled, we visited family, we learned in the car, we did stuff all like kind of on our go. And we're just kind of switching it based on kid. But it's like when those kids aren't in school, my husband and I are very into like get them outside and do what works for the other kids and kind of try to hit all of it and and get them to be active, to get them to have the fresh air, to exercise and to learn in a different environment. And we have taken a lot of you know, what you've taught us, what you kind of encouraged me to look and research outside and just what that virtual schooling did of like, they don't have to learn just at school during the day. <laughs> like we can do it outside. We can do it as a family. We can do it in every adventure we go on. You go into the aquarium, going to the zoo, doing anything. It doesn't even have to be an organized place like that. Just turn it into to learning and even like you said, like the physics. But, um, you know, I've like told my kids, you're doing other activities because you're continuing to learn. You're continuing to be healthy. Um, and it is just kind of looking at their whole life. And I think finding other places to to fit in that schooling that maybe works for a different child and kind of judging it based on what works for your family and your kids.
0: Okay, we're going to stop there for today. But tune in for the next episode as we continue this conversation with Liz. Thanks for joining the Sister Tipsters podcast with your hosts, Andrea, Marianne, and our guest host Liz. As always, if you like what you hear, drop us a comment, like, or positive review. And don't forget to share this podcast with two friends and please tune in next.